Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, August 3, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? First thing we're going to do is take an assessment of the daily chart and beyond. We'll get our faculties of where the market is, what it's likely doing in the short term. We'll drill down to some intraday charts. It'll give us an opportunity to have some teachable slash learnable moments. We're going to take a look at the ways we make money in the market from an intraday perspective. In doing that, we'll go over and take a look at inside the numbers, see what happened in there today and see if traders made money on this fine Wednesday. Is there anything jumping off the page on the daily chart? The first thing we notice is pushing above the 100-day moving average. We're also still in the vicinity of this breakdown box. When you look at where price is today, even though they're pushing higher, they're still within the breakdown box. That's still, quote-unquote, the resistance zone. Let's understand where we are from a time perspective. We're in the zone where within a short period of time where the market will be running out of time. Now, what happens if I'm wrong? Let's look at the flip side of that. Can we have an acceleration to the upside? Anything is possible. These timing features always don't work as advertised. They're a guideline but the market is essentially coming into an important time zone from a longer-term perspective. So what we've discussed over the last few days is it's not uncommon for the market to trade up or down to the culmination of one of these time periods. Then the next thing I like to look at is what happens if we get above the high of this breakdown box? What's above? Is there any unfinished business above that box? And the answer is, yes, there is. It's right around 418 and change. We'll call it 415 for argument's sake. It's really a spike of 418. Could it be 418.10, 418.30, anything in that neighborhood? The unfinished business is in that zone. We don't know whether the market will get there, but it's good to know what is up there. Start pushing above 418 and change, and the door will begin to open for the four and a quarter that we've been discussing. Once again, just to reiterate what's going on from a weekly chart perspective, I think it's important to understand the big picture and the picture around the horn. The high of this breakdown candle is 416.61. From a weekly chart perspective, what we can say at present is they're in the process of running a test of a breakdown candle high, period, end of story. Close the week above that number, it opens the door for the 418 and change, and then the door will also be open for the four and a quarter. The weekly close will be extremely important. Two scenarios. Do they push up into the end of the week and close above the breakdown candle high, That's one scenario. Do they fail or not able to get above that breakdown candle high and close the week below the 100 period moving average or in the process of being rejected at that price or in the vicinity of the breakdown candle high? It's going to be very interesting. There's two trading days left. A lot can happen where the week closes 
will tell the tale going forward. Here's a trend line for us. So the market determines where the trend lines are. Not me, not you, not anybody. It's by virtue of where the pivots are. So here's one pivot here. Here's another pivot here. And guess what? The connection of the pivots create a trend line. When you draw the trend line straight down, it coincides with the 50 period or 50 week moving average in this case. At present, it's really above 430, but as we know over time, the line or trend line slopes down, and if price hits that trend line, will it be at four and a quarter? Will it be above four and a quarter? Will they be able to get above the trend line? Will they hit the 50 period moving average on the weekly chart? They may never get there, but we have to know both sides of the tape. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. You have to know what the story is on both sides going in each and every day. The flip side of that conversation is, once again, what are they doing now from a weekly chart perspective? Well, until proven otherwise, they made a low. They've run up pretty much on time to run a test of a breakdown candle high. They haven't yet got to the high, they're on their way, they may do it by the end of the week, and again, if they can't close the week above there, it's simply normal garden variety market activity, despite what the media is telling you, despite how it feels, despite how bullish it is, this is the way markets work, all charts act and react the same way, and case in point is, in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, I go over this stuff, we use 10-minute charts, half-hour charts, hourly charts, 120 charts, 240 charts, daily charts, weekly charts, monthly charts. It doesn't matter. All charts act and react the same way. They all do the same stuff. We happen to be looking at a weekly chart where the numbers are farther apart than we're used to looking at from a day-to-day basis. But in the end, all they're doing at present until proven otherwise is running a test of a breakdown candle high, period, full stop. Monthly chart, running a test of the last breakdown candle high in the sequence also coincides with the general area of what's called a back test of the 20 period moving average on the monthly chart. These are all, once again, normal garden variety market activities. Just so happens on the monthly chart, that 20 month moving average happens to coincide with the general vicinity of four and a quarter. Back to the daily chart, where's four and a quarter? The high, 425. This next breakdown candle high, next one in the sequence after or if they get above the breakdown box. This is the way the market works over and over and over again. You don't know exactly if they're gonna get there, when they're gonna get there, but if they begin pushing above that breakdown box, that would be the next major objective from a daily chart perspective. That 425 will absolutely suck price in. What's our bogey on the downside? We talked a lot about the upside so far in this video. What happens if we wake up to a gap and crap or we wake up to just a crap out? Where is that number where the market has to stay above to keep the bull case intact? But if it gets below, the bull case begins to unravel. It's 409.15. Put that on a sticky note. Here's a 120 minutes chart. Just for argument's sake, let's talk intraday for a moment. Fast forward to Thursday, the market opens, they're trading down a little bit. What would they be doing 
that would be normal garden variety stuff? What would they be running a test of while still staying bullish? What would be normal garden variety market stuff? Well, right over here, you could see the market ran up to here. It was slightly rejected or had a pullback. It's not really a rejection. It's a pullback. So we know that this price area up here is important because the market ran up to it and it couldn't get through it right away. So it needed extra time to eat off the clock, build some energy, then go up again. So if the market was pulling back on Thursday, that would be an area that A, they would pull back to or run a test of. And if they stayed above, that remains bullish. If they get below, that changes the short-term picture. That breakout area is in the vicinity of 413. Now, as we know, inside the number members, we'll have the numbers bright and early, starting at zero dark 30. We'll have numbers on the upside. We'll have numbers on the downside. Speaking of inside the numbers, let's check out what happened today. See if traders were able to make money, whether they are an inside the number member, whether they're an inside the number live room member, or a combination of both. It's hump day already. We've got some green on the screen starting at zero dark 30. After an overnight floater formation, let's start with today's early pivot. 409.15, that should sound familiar. That's our spot. Five minute chart, right in the vertical is today's activity. 409.15, they never got there today. That was our pivot. They stayed above the pivot all day long. That's the first clue things are still bullish. Above and she's bullish, below and the bears get louder. In the northbound lane, we've got 410.75, 412.50 as the main characters in the resistance camp. 412.50 is the horizontal line above. As you can see, it was overhead resistance. The high was 412.45 before they summarily got rejected in the morning pivot type of scenario. We had some stuff in the southbound lane that we didn't need. We'll leave that for another day. What we'll do is scroll up the page, we'll move along, and we'll see where the money was made. Remember in last night's video, I said I have a number. It was 410.50. I urged you to put it on a sticky note. At zero dark 30, they're hovering right around it. Funny how that works. Above is bullish, below opens the door for 409.40 to 409.15. So now, as George Jefferson would say, we're moving on up. Now the bottom line is 410.50, the lower horizontal line. Stay with me, there's a couple of trades in here coming. 10.31, above 410.50 and the door is open for a spike of 412 below and it's open for 409.15 on the other side. Above 410.50, they spiked over 412. Remember, the zero dark 30 number was 412.50. When you're in real time, we're lowering stuff so that traders understand where to exit a trade. We're moving along, stay with me, keep your sticky notes active. Nice trade on Bumble, we'll circle back to that later. The target on the upside is 412.25, or higher. If they stay above 410.50, this is again 9.37. So here's what's going on at present. The market's bullish. As long as they stay above X, they're going to get to Y. What's Y? 4.12 and a quarter or higher. There it is. 4.12 and a quarter. They got there. They spiked it. That was the exit on the long trade for traders that took the ride. 
Here's another one of those dual type of situations. It's a double play. Again, also at 937, sooner than later, a trader can take a short at 412.30 to 412.65. Hard trade, but a scalp opportunity nonetheless. Why do I say it's a hard trade? Your volume is light. It's early in the morning. They're pushing the market up. It's very difficult to step in on the short side of the market unless you have conviction on the numbers. We're going to fast forward a little bit. As you can see, any trader that took the short up there was rewarded, and the exit on the long, which you'll see posted in the notes in a little bit, was just above the secondary or higher low of day right down here. Pretty slick, don't you think? We're moving along. See, all that was laid out before the market got up to the area that we're willing to short and before the market got up to the area that the long traders were willing to exit or should have exited. So you ride them up, you flip it around, you ride them down, you take the profit, and you go about your business. I think that's about the second day in a row that happened. Yesterday, we said it was a no when to fold them type of day. Pretty much the same routine today. By 10.05, there you have it, target reached. They're at overhead resistance and may still have a reaction from this zone. However, I'm not a fan of shorting a bullish tape on light volume. That's me, trader's choice. 412.30 to 412.65 is the zone. Above, they go to yesterday's high. Plenty of traders in the live room took the short. A lot of traders like the short trade. Just because I'm not a fan at the present time or at that time of the short trade doesn't mean it won't work and doesn't mean there aren't a bucket full of traders looking for that trade anyway. By 1021, I wish I was in there with you. Traders short got their number. Nice trade for those that were participants. 41050 is still the pivot. So what happened at 1015, you can see for those traders that took the short in the zone, you take profit along the way and your target is 411. So traders short got the exit at 411. They came back to run a test of the pivot 41050. It's not that they wouldn't and it was like one of those things where I figured they would, but you have to exit in front of the stuff or you could get screwed over. And by the way, this wasn't posted on the board, but I got several emails of traders that picked up a secondary long trade. Why? Because they were coming back to run a test of the pivot. They've seen this over and over and over again. If you're comfortable with the fact that the pivot is correct, so you believe in the process, and you see them coming back to run a test after they just ran a test of a higher number, what are they doing? They couldn't get through the higher number, so they get rejected back down to the number they just busted through. That's the way it works. So we had traders that picked them up again at 410.50 and rode them up again. Now, how high and for how long they wanted to hold, that becomes a trader's choice. We're moving along. Pause the video. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. I gave you the two juicy trades during the morning rush hour. Read the rest of the notes on your own. There's good stuff in here. This is your tour guide information each and every day. Day like today, when the market goes to sleep during the summer doldrums, we're not looking to find a trade in the afternoon while the market's going in a chop shop formation or it's a trend day in one direction or another. You're either long already on a day like today and you're just going to exit along the way or you're a spectator. That's the way it works. The business is done in the morning.
That's the way this works. It's a morning business. Stocks on the move. We're gonna take a look at the ones that hit their entry objectives, SPR, Prue, and Bumble. The rest did not. We might take a look at one just for the hell of it, but the last four are off the board. There are no trades. The first one we'll look at is Prudential Financial. 94.95, you can see what happened here. They make a low of 95 even, rip it back in the other direction, come back later to do the thing. What was the thing? How about the unfinished business? They came back to take care of business, rallied back away from it, and gave you significantly more than the minimum required base hit. The problem here is they didn't do it in the manner in which, so be it, the takeaway is, and you got it, the numbers work. SPR, they came into 31.28, they did the thing, they retested it, they did the thing, they hung around, they did the thing. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Technically speaking, right here, the high was 31.94, that's significantly more than the minimum required base hit. It's well over 2%, that's in a matter of minutes. Winner, winner, chicken dinner on Bumble today, 33.61. They did the thing pretty much right at the opening bell. They did it right away. They came back for a retest. Look at this retest. The low was 33.61, same number. Then they took off like a bat out of hell, didn't really look back. Look at the high over here, 36.38. So this thing was up about 10%, give or take, same day. How you doing? You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. What's going on in Camp IWM? Well, same routine. It's all the same market. They're pushing up like everything else. If they can get above this high here, and the high is 190.94, they have a piece of unfinished business at 191.50, give or take. Where does that come from? How about the last breakdown candle high in the sequence? Right here. Look at the high. 191.56, it's a breakdown candle. They never got to the high last time and they may not stop there this time. All I'm saying is it's a piece of unfinished business. They're unlikely to blow right on through. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Big down day yesterday and we know that this is my second favorite market leading indicator, but let's not forget it's my favorite, A number one, canary in the coal mine. So yesterday, we're gonna look at that as a reversal candle until or unless they start trading above that and close a day above the high of yesterday's candle, then we're gonna look at that as a reversal candle. They're eating time off the clock at present from a pattern perspective. And of course, we'll be keenly interested where they close the week. They made a run at the most recent breakdown candle high. They did not close above it last week. They tried, but they didn't do it, and they could have. There's no accidents or coincidences. They didn't do it by choice. They're still below it now. Will they be below it by four o'clock on Friday? We'll see. Nice big update for the Q people. Where are they headed? How about three and a quarter? That's not necessarily all, meaning that doesn't have to be the ultimate stopping point. They have a 100 period moving average that they may want to run a test from the underside before this is all said and done, but three and a quarter, give or take, is going to be overhead resistance. Now look at this on the daily chart. Here's another breakdown box. Are they gonna rally all the way to the front end or middle or wherever 
of this breakdown box up to 340. Now, I'm not saying they're doing all that in one shot, but if this thing's not going to be over in short order, meaning this rally, and this uptrend, this current uptrend, turns into a further melt-up operation, then guess what? 340, give or take, and I'm not going to give you the exact number now. I haven't figured it out. We'll need it later if they're headed there. If they start to approach, I'll have specific numbers. We're going to need them because that's a big-time spot. At present, that is an unlikely scenario, but we're in the just-in-case camp, and we want to know both sides of the tape no matter how much or how far away it is. Financials, no big deal. They're up 42 cents along with everything else. It's all the same market. It's a rising tide, lift all boats type of scenario. Interestingly enough, look where they are. Here's the gap that was filled the other day. They filled the gap, they pulled back a little bit, but they still have yet to get inside that gap. They can't close up above that gap. And therefore, until they do, how the heck are they gonna get to their breakdown box? All the way up here in the, what is this neighborhood? How about $35 neighborhood, 100 period moving average? I mean, that looks like it's screaming, come get me. But the financials have been, shall we say, laggards of sorts. Doesn't mean they can't catch up, they can, but at present, we call it at face value, they're a lagging index compared to the rest of the broader market. About Smash Mouth, tremendous day for Smash Mouth, up about 2.4%. And again, while it feels tremendous, it feels bullish, all that stuff, and it is bullish right now, all they're doing at present is running a test inside the breakdown box, period, full stop. They haven't got above the breakdown box yet. We don't know whether they will. 250 is a big, tremendous number. Can they even get up there? We don't know. However, what we do know is blowing on through 250 is not necessarily in the cards, at least for the short term. We're going to put this in the rising tide lifts all boats camp. And by the way, why shouldn't the sector be rallying? They're getting a bucket full of taxpayer money for what reason is beyond me. And let's not even begin to discuss the name Inflation Reduction Bill or whatever Congress named this latest spending spree, taxing spree, like it's going to reduce inflation. Does anybody actually believe this stuff anymore? It's hard to believe they say this stuff with a straight face. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you? These videos are not even possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.